knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Thanks for joining us today. We have a great show for you today. I want to thank everybody for checking in. Spotify, Apple, Megaphone. My goodness. The downloads over the weekend were absolutely amazing. So thank you very, very much. And those of you on uh, Facebook and YouTube, thank you very, very much for everything you guys do for me. I want to thank everybody for all the views, all the comments, all the likes. Everybody over on Facebook, make sure you sprinkle those stars all over this uh, podcast. Let us know you love us. Kelly and I really appreciate it. So do all the animals, Marley, Finn, Dahlia. They all love it. We all thank you very, very much for all your love and all your hap- all the things you do to make our day. So thank you all very, very much for everything you do for us. We appreciate the heck out of it. We can't even emphasize enough how much we appreciate it. So thank you all very, very much. We're going to get started here in just a second. We got a few more people still jumping on. But uh, today is Opsin Opsin USA Floral Carbon Monday. We always talk about an Opsin. We always talk about Opsin products. They came back on board last week, and they want to thank everybody. They are blown away by the love they got from everybody over here. He had a record-breaking day on Monday last week because of your saltwater guide. Everybody needs floral carbon. We talk about it all the time. We're going to talk about it a little bit today on this. Today's about fishing for halibut. We're also going to touch on some other subjects, and we're going to bring in our uh, Channel Islands guide, Sonny, around the 40-minute mark of the show. We're going to bring him in. He's going to talk about what he saw this weekend, and we're going to try to update you guys every Monday from now on with Sonny. He's going to try to be a part of the show unless he is on a trip. He's going to let you know what's going on at the Channel Islands, what he sees, what he thinks. He had a good weekend with a couple of the members on their private boat, just like he did last weekend. He's actually changing people's lives up at the Channel Islands, just like we do here on the show and on our website, yoursaltwaterguide.com. We have so many reports this weekend, so I guess the word's out to make sure you leave a report on the fish report line at yoursaltwaterguide.com, and it's a a massive success. The community we've built over there, people just like yourselves that are watching this show, going on the uh, fish reports and leaving reports and sharing their success with the other members of the website. And the really cool thing about a gang that I talk about so, so much is the lack of hate on the website. I don't allow any hate. All the hate you're going to see is going to be on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube from all our all our fans that are watching. But I will never allow it to bleed onto our uh, website. When you share something that you're doing, you're going to get nothing but encouragement. When you ask a question, you're going to get real answers from real people that are fishing every single day. And every once in a while, I'll even chime in. But the, the whole fish report com- and... Uh, community area is strictly the members built for the members so you anybody that wants to take a free look at it like i say every day on the show all you got to do is call me up at 949-374-0786 i'll give you a free look at the whole website and then you can make your own decision and those of you that have never been on the website but you're constantly telling all your friends oh, can't, i can't i don't need that I already know everything while well, you're out of your ever-loving mind. How could you possibly know everything? I've only been fishing for a living for 47 years, and I don't know nothing. But uh, I'm learning every single day. There's Marley up there on the top. He's feeling much better today. But, gang, we're going to talk about halibut fishing. We're going to talk about how good it still is. It's very, very good all over the Channel Islands down at Catalina over at San Clemente Island and still really good halibut fishing along the beach. And uh, 
What the biggest problem I think people are doing when they're halibut fishing right now on their private boat is they're fishing too deep of water and they're fishing too heavy a line. A lot of people want to fish a dropper loop. That's it. If you fish a dropper loop proper, the top of your dropper loop is going to be out of the water in most of the places that the halibut are biting at the Channel Islands and at, at, uh, on the coast. Everything's really shallow this year. All the, all the halibut are in shallow, shallow water. Like Sonny will tell you when he gets on the show, they're fishing very, very skinny water. Over at Catalina, our members that are doing very well are fishing that shallow water, 15, 20 foot of water. And then along the coast, just outside the surf line, depending on how big the surf is each day, the closer you can get to the beach, the better. And a lot of that has to do with that grunion run that is happening every two weeks in Southern California right now. That grunion definitely perks up the halibut bite. That's one of their favorite fish to eat. They spend a lot of time migrating with that grunion and ending up right on the beaches in Southern California. So you want to stay cognizant of what is going on and where it's happening at. In a, a lot of the years past, it was deeper water, 120, 140, 160 feet of water. But this year, it's all shallow, gang, and it's really, really good in the shallows. Like uh, they're saying up at the Channel Islands, like Sonny's been telling me, if you can find a beach, it doesn't have to be the beach that all the charter boats go to. If you can find a beach, sand, where the sand is on the edges of the kelp and edges of structure and you got sand, there's probably going to be a handful of halibut on every sandy beach at the Channel Islands. Same with the Catalina. And a lot of that stuff was biting real good in the mooring areas around White's Cove and down into Avalon and up at uh, the Isthmus. But now that it's summertime and there's a lot of boats over there, a lot of traffic, a lot of people swimming and stuff, and the most of the halibut don't like all that noise. So they're moving on out of those zones. And now they're starting to move on to some of the more less populated beaches. But Gang, this is the year to go get your personal best halibut. This is the year to spend time drifting on the in, inshore beaches trying to catch that halibut because if you look at what's been going on, it is nothing less than historic. It is mind-boggling the amount of halibut that have been in the counts this year for the different boats. And now you're not seeing so much of it now on the sport boats because there's a little bit of yellowtail, there's a little bit of barracuda, there's there was some bluefin, then they quit biting, it'll bite again, it'll be back and forth, back and forth. But you don't have everybody like they were a month and a half, month ago, just focusing on halibut fishing. That doesn't mean the halibut aren't there, gang. Like Sonny will tell you, he had a great weekend. If you go to our fish reports, on the website, you'll see a lot of people with holding up beautiful halibut, having a great time. The big difference this year from the last seven years is that bluefin, there's zero consistency. The fish are flying around. The whole water, the whole water structure out here in Southern California has changed. It's nothing like it was seven years ago. So it's going to be imperative if you want to keep enjoying fish that you're going to have to learn how to fish the fish that live here year-round. You're going to have to learn how to fish the halibut. You're going to have to learn how to fish calico bass, barracuda, bonita. All those things that live here year-round, I know you love catching bluefin. Most of you had some phenomenal the last seven years, but if you can see, the cycle has kind of changed. And now is it going to get really good in the middle of July, August, September? I hope so for the industry. I hope it really does, but it's hard to tell what's going to happen in there has been zero consistency on the bite this year. So it's if you can fall back to Catalina or Clemente and learn how to fish those spots or up there at the Channel Islands, learn how to fish for the fish that live there. And this year, if I was with you guys on your boats, I would be focusing strictly on halibut because of the historic halibut bite. Plus a halibut, what a phenomenal fish to eat. What a crowd pleaser. What a great picture. The whole thing. And it's a great fish to fall back on if you strike out on the tunas and you strike out on the yellowtails. You're going to get in on those beaches and drift. We talked about this about a month ago. We did a whole show all about halibut fishing. And the way that I do it is different than everybody else. The way I do it works very well for me. I don't know what works good for you. 
And I'm, I hope that whatever works good for you, you keep on doing it and you just, and you have a ball doing it that way. But if you're having any type of trouble at all being consistent, you may want to try the way I do it. And the way I do it is with a sliding sinker, a sliding sinker and a hook related to the size of the bait that we're using. What is that up there above my shoulder? I'm sorry, someone on TikTok just that. That's my monkey. That's the smallest monkey in the world. That's Marley. He's a marmoset monkey. He's on every one of my shows. He's right up there above me right now, right there. He's right up above me. He's checking you guys out. He loves being on the show. That's the smallest monkey in the world. His head is the size of my thumb. He's a rescue monkey. We rescued him a year ago down here in Cabo. And that's Marley. So now, you know, back to what we we're saying, though. Small sliding sinker. If I'm fishing in 25 feet of water, I'm going to use a half ounce of weight or less. If I'm fishing shallower than 20, I might get away with a quarter ounce. Whatever it's going to take to drag that anchovy or sardine or that squid down so that it has contact with the bottom. But I also like to fish with the slider so I can feel the fish when he's biting my bait and I have contact with my bait the whole time. That's crucial for me because when I go fishing, I like to be engaged in the act of fishing. Now, I know a lot of people like to use a reverse dropper loop. If you think about that reverse dropper loop, that's the most uncommon sense way to go about fishing because the fish is going to hook himself. You're not really engaged in the act of fishing. The fish is going to hook himself by the time he moves your sinker so you can feel him. He's either long gone or you got him. And there wasn't a lot of talent involved. I like the sliding sinker, connection with my bait, no swivels, no beads, just the hook and the sliding sinker. And when I use, I'm using a piece of this fluorocarbon, this opposite fluorocarbon, I'm using a piece of this and I'm using like an 18 inch long piece, maybe two feet to start with. Then my sliding sinker goes right to my hook and that's how I'm going to hook. I'm going to nose hook my bait side to side through the little clear spot on the end of their nose. You'll see that on our videos, how to fish for halibut. I show you exactly how I do it. Why do I hook them side to side? Because if you've ever seen a fish, the roof of their mouth is rock hard and the bottom of their mouth is rock hard, but the sides of their mouth are very, very soft and you can actually hook them better if you nose hook your bait. If you go from the chin through the nose or from the nose down through the chin, now you're trying to hook them in the hardest part of their mouth. So that's why you want to side to side hook them in the nose. I don't like hooking them in the back or in the tail or any of that stuff. I want it to look as natural as it can on the bottom. And then I'm going to slowly drag it across the bottom in 20, 20 feet of water. What I like to do, the way I like to do it, it makes it look really natural, is I'll cast my bait onto the beach. Then I will slowly pull it out, especially at the Channel Islands, Catalina, Clemente, when you're fishing. I'm not talking when there's a 30-foot swell. I'm talking when it's nice and calm, like the only time I like to fish. And then I'll drag my bait off the beach. And as it starts to get deeper, you know, I just let it keep slowly sinking and dragging across the bottom as I slowly bring it in. But I'm making sure it stays in contact with the bottom because a lot of times those halibut are laying there on the, in 12, 10, 12 feet of water waiting for that bait to come back off the beach to make a horrible mistake and swim from the beach to the ocean. That's where it's deadly. That's where when you're dragging your bait from those sand on the beach out to your boat, you're going to get bit if you keep contact with the bottom as you drag it out there because it makes the bait look supernatural. And the guys that are doing it that way that I'm talking about are being very, very successful. If you use a dropper loop, or, uh, what do you, I, when you cast it in there, it's called a caster loop. Because a dropper loop's made to drop straight down. Let's be honest. That's why they call it a dropper loop and not a caster loop. But that being said, gang, when you throw it out there, especially if you're using that kind of a rig, a dropper loop rig, that's you're not. I don't even know if you're even touching the bottom. You're in so shallow a water. So 
That's why I want to use that sliding sinker. I can tell that my bait is on the bottom the whole time. Then the moment the fish starts to bite it, that halibut starts to eat it a little bit, I'm in free spool. I'm dragging my bait back to me, fingering the spool. I'm in free spool. When the fish starts to take it, I just apply a tiny bit of pressure with my index finger. And that'll make that fish really get excited and try to suck that bait up. Because if you think about it, the only time a bait's ever been pulled away from a fish is when another fish is pulling it away. They don't understand it's me. They think it's another fish trying to get that food out of their, their mouth. So what they're going to do when they feel that little tiny bit of tension, they're going to suck it up. When they suck it up, you set the hook and they're game on. They start whining and you're hooked up and everything's ready to go. And it's a spectacular thing. But it's all about having contact with the bottom when you're fishing that way. It's all about making sure your bait's on the bottom. You can feel it dragging across the bottom. Then you can feel that halibut start to bite your bait. It's, it's the coolest, most funnest way to fish for halibut. I like to fish the least amount of weight possible no matter what I'm fishing for. I don't care if I'm fishing for rock cod or if I'm fishing for uh, white sea bass. I'm going to use the least amount of weight possible so I can feel more of the fish, more of the enjoyment of the bite, more of all the cool things that have to do with fishing. Now, if you're just going out there meat fish fishing and you're really not concerned about the enjoyment and the fun of fishing, then do your reverse dropper loop. And just wind in the fish when he's hooked because the reverse dropper loop, the sinker actually hooks him. You had nothing to do with it. But that's why... A lot of the new people love to do it that way because they just don't know how to fish and they just want to make the fish hook themselves. That's not me. I've never been. I love the whole. I love fishing, period. I love being involved in it. I love the bite. If you listen to the interview Michael Folks did with me a couple of years ago in his studio up there in Laguna, we talk about what is the very best part of fishing. And I talked about this with Pete Gray the other day. The very best part of fishing is the bite. There's nothing more exciting than when you feel that fish starting to bite your bait. There you know you're here. You know you're there. All I want when I go fishing is a bite. That's all I want. If I can get a bite, there's a pretty good chance I could catch a fish. But if I don't present my bait proper to the point where it's going to actually have a chance to get a bite, or if I'm going to throw it out there with the reverse dropper loop and not get to actually feel the bite, I don't want to go. I have no desire to go fishing where I don't get to feel the bite because the bite is the most important thing for me. That's the whole reason why I go. It's the whole reason why I was so involved in the sport fishing industry for so long. I love standing on the back of the boat, hooking and handing fish to all the, all the um, passengers. There's nothing better than hooking and handing fish all day and changing little, little kids' lives and changing mom's lives and dad's lives and letting them catch a fish. I just want the bite. After I hook it, I really, the whole winding it in thing, that's all fine and dandy for most people. I just want to hand you the pole, let you wind it in. I want to feel the bite, get the bite, set the hook, take a couple of cranks, make sure he's there, then hand you the rod and let you wind it in. That's fishing to me because most of the people I go fishing with don't really have the opportunity to go do it and learn the craft over all the years that I got to. So they're not real adept on setting the hook. So I spend most of my time hooking and handing and showing them how did I hook it? How did I have, how did I know that fish was eating the bait and knew it was time to hook it? Cause I get to feel the bite, especially with that shallow water halibut fishing. It is such a cool thing. And like my buddy Chase was saying, they're doing a lot of that halibut fishing on the, at Catalina and they're sight fishing them. One of them stays up in the tower on the boat and they're looking down in the water and they're telling you, throw your bait a little bit to the left of the stern. Throw it a little bit to the right there. Let it sink. Drag it in a little bit. Bam, the halibut's on it right there. And they're doing the same thing I'm talking about. They're fishing with that light sinker. Okay. One thing we have to talk about real quick is this Opsin Floral Carbon. This is a must-have when you're doing this halibut thing. This is a clear floral carbon. Now, remember, we're talking about fishing. Let me see if I can get a piece of this off. I just taped it down. We're talking fishing in very, very shallow water, okay? 
So it's imperative that the fish can't see the line. That is, so see, this is clear fluorocarbon. It's not pink, it's not red, it's not blue. All those colors of fluorocarbon are phenomenal for catching fishermen. Oh my God, they catch you guys like you can't even comprehend. I've been diving my whole life, swimming around on the bottom of the ocean, and I have never seen a fish with a piece of red monofilament hanging out of his mouth or hanging off of his nose, free swimming in the ocean. I've never seen it. I know the floral companies that make pink fluorocarbon will tell you that it happens all the time. In my 62 years on the planet Earth, I've never seen the fish swimming around with pink stuff hanging off his nose or a piece of blue line hanging off his nose or yellow. When I'm diving and this clear line is down there, this clear fluorocarbon, this opsin USA, the fish cannot see it. I can't see it. They can't see it. That's why it's imperative for me, I think, to make sure that I always have a piece of clear. If I don't have my opsin and I'm on your boat and you got some pink or some blue and that's all you have, I don't feel confident when I throw my bait out there in the water. Now, I know, I know your sister's aunt's cousin caught a big whopper with a pink piece of floral carbon. And that was great. I'm proud of her. Grab that QR code or over here on TikTok, go to opsinusa.com. Grab the QR code over here on Facebook and YouTube. And when you're over there visiting the store, you're going to get 20% off your purchase of Opsin USA Floral Carbon. If you go through the QR code, you have to put in nothing. If you go on TikTok, going in there to OpsinUSA.com, all you got to do is put in YSWG. That'll get you your 20% discount. Now, here's the fun part. If you go through the QR code on Facebook or YouTube, and those of you on Spotify or Apple or Megaphone, when you get home tonight, you can jump on YouTube and go to your saltwater guide. This video will be available for you. Remember, it's at the 20-minute mark. I throw the QR code up there. Everybody that visits Opsin, you don't have to purchase. You just simply have to go visit the store through the QR code, and that will allow you to be entered into the contest. And on July 1st, or no, excuse me, on, yeah, July 1st, Greg's going to give away a big package of stuff. And today, we're giving away the uh, contest from last week. We had seven people last week on Monday enter the store and go look around. And three people bought some ops and fluorocarbon on Monday. Then a couple people bought some with the code on, on uh, Thursday, I guess, right before they went fishing. But we have the winner of the floor, the the free gift that Greg's going to mail out to you tomorrow from Opsin USA. And that, that person's name is Dave Burris. Dave Burris, you won. You The name was picked out of the hat this morning before Kelly went to the hair salon. And that's who she picked. But gang, you can win. All you got to do is enter through the QR code. Elliot's able to track you. We'll pull your name out of a hat. And Greg's going to give away a large bag of free stuff on July 1st to one lucky person that goes there and just checks out the store at Opsin USA. All right. So we'll pull that QR code down. Y'all got it? Everybody's got the QR code that wants it. I'm going to pull it down off the screen now. You're going to have to go back and look. There it goes. Goodbye. Okay. Gang, we have some other stuff to talk about. This is going to... This is the part that may ruffle a few feathers. I know it will. I got asked this question a couple of weeks ago. So you might, <laughs> this is going to do it. Dave, what make, because they're reading all these articles in the Log Magazine and in, uh, in San Diego. They're doing a huge crackdown. They're doing a huge crackdown all over the place for illegal charters. And a few people have asked me, Dave, what is an illegal charter? What do you... How do we know it's an illegal charter if we charter the boat? Now, this is when there's some people that are setting up straight in their chair, especially the guys that are doing this. They're watching. Don't, don't worry. Everybody watches our show. We know that because we get told by so many people. But uh, here's what we're going to talk about, gang. What makes it a legal charter and what makes it an illegal charter? Okay, well, very first thing that they must have is they must have their commercial fishing license, or excuse me, commercial passenger 
fishing vessel license. I'm reading it right off the website so I don't make any mistakes. It's called the Commercial Passenger Fishing Vessel License. Anybody that has a Parker or a, or a Viking or a rowboat and you're going to have someone pay to go with you on your boat, you must have by law, and I didn't write the law, so calm down and don't you, oh, that's not true. Well, it is, and it is, and we're going to talk about why it is, because it is, all right? So you must have a commercial passenger fishing vessel license. It's $443.50, and it's required for any boat from which persons are allowed to sport fish for a fee. That would be your four-pack, six-pack, two-pack, one-pack, all those boats out there that are running illegal charters out of San Diego, L.A., Long Beach, Channel Islands, anywhere, anywhere these guys are running out of, I'm going to, we're going to get down and dirty here. We're going to piss off a lot of people. Stay tuned. You're going to, you're going to like this. Those of you that like controversy, we're going to explain to you how these are charged, illegal charter boats and not legal charter boats. Okay. And if they're an illegal charter boat, listen, their insurance, when there is an accident, will be null and void. It will, because I don't know if you know, but the last thing insurance companies want to do is pay a claim. So if they find out that you're running charters on your boat and you do not have Everything you have to have to be a legal charter boat, therefore your insurance, and I don't care if you've been doing this for 40 years illegal. You're doing it illegal, so I don't care. And it, how do I know all this? Well, my family owns nine sport fishing boats in Dana Point, California. We've been doing this since 1947. My father got into the industry. We have a half a clue. I only talk truth. It might not be the truth you want to hear and your sister's brother's cousin that runs an illegal charter boat is going to be pissed right now. But that's number one. Number two, if you're getting picked up for your charter on a launch ramp, that's an illegal charter. Why are they picking you up on the launch ramp? Because they can't bring you down on their dock where their boat is docked because it's against the law. They can't bring you down on that dock because you know why? The people that own the dock are watching. The people that own the dock are paying attention. And the people that own the dock do not want these, charter, these illegal charter operations running out of their marinas. Now, Dana Point changed their laws and they're... They're carrying the paper. So in Dana Point Harbor, you can pick up your passengers on your private docks throughout the harbor. That's a big thing that changed when the Dana Point partners took over. They are running those charters out of Dana Point Harbor on their boat. But if there's somebody coming to Dana Point Harbor that are picking up at the launch ramp, that's illegal. Because the county's not carrying the papers for your insurance to pick up on the launch ramp. And if they tell you they are, they're lying. Because that's not the deal. These guys that are picking up on the launch ramp are guys that are coming in from other places to pick their passengers up. Because they don't have permission to pick up in the harbor. So they go to the launch ramps and pick up. I'm just trying to help you. Don't. Oh, that's not true. Well, it is. It is true. I told you I'm only telling the truth. It might piss a lot of you off, but it's the absolute fact, Jack. That's the fact, Jack. Well, the law clearly states that if you participate in any way, shape, or form to help pay for the trip, that's by law. The United States Coast Guard wrote this law. Now you're a charter boat. The other thing you have to have is a licensed captain. That captain must have a license. This is stuff that's super important that you can ask for when, when you book a charter boat. 
And you, there's a lot of people that are running illegal charters and they're running them off of Facebook ads and they're running them off of Instagram ads and they're running them out of different places. I'm just telling you, 99.9% of those people are running illegal charters and they're picking you up at a fuel dock or at someone's pier. They're not picking you up on their dock because it's not allowed. But you, you need to ask them, do you have a captain's license? Do you have your commercial passenger fishing vessel license? Can I see them? Gang, you're taking your family, your grandparents, you're taking people out on these boats because you can't. The guys that are running legally, you know, because they're the ones that are charging the most because they have to pay all the different fees. Someone has to carry the, the insurance for the dock. That's why, except for Dana Point, that's why San Diego, Oceanside, Long Beach, LA, Newport, all those harbors, Huntington Harbor, all those places, the only place you can pick up is on the sport boat docks because they're the only ones carrying the insurance. Okay? Yeah, there's another good one, Jim Buchanan. You must display your fish and wildlife permit number on the side of the boat. It must be a decal on the side of the boat. This is the law. I'm not making the law. Thank you, Jim. We were going to get to that in a minute, but I'm not. I'm just telling you, these are real honest to God facts. And I know for a fact that these are true. And I know for a fact that if you go out on one of these illegal charter boats and there is an accident, you better hope the guy that owns that boat owns a nice home, has a lot of cool stuff, because that's the only way you're going to get anything out of it, because the insurance company's not going to come, they're not going to pay a claim. So the only thing you have to do is sue the guy that took you. And I've had this conversation with so many different people that call me up and go, hey, Dave, I want to put my boat in a, uh, I want to start doing six packs on my boat or four packs or. I want to take people that pay to go fishing out on my boat. I'm like, okay, well, let me explain to you all the different things that you must have by law. And then they go, well, Jimmy Joe Jack doesn't do that. And I go, well, Jimmy Joe Jack's a dumbass. Sorry, kids. I, everybody gets free stuff. But I'm just telling you, is it worth it? Is it worth it to take your boat and run illegal charters on it because you want to shift the cost of your boat and do charters. Remember, when people pay to go on your boat, they don't care about your boat anyway. They, they're going to thrash your boat. They're going to use your bed. They're going to use your blankets. They're going to use your pillows. They're going to use your boat. And then you're running illegal because you want to offset the cost of the... You're not offsetting nothing, gang. I don't know if you've noticed the price of fuel. The price of fuel, gang, is... Done. It's, it's done. It's going to destroy the industry. It already is. This year is so gnarly because there's no fish. Unless you know how to, unless you're part of the website and you know how to fish for halibut and rockfish and all those other things. But if you just set your whole business around giant bluefin, most of the guys that set their whole business around giant bluefin are running illegal charters. Let's be perfectly honest. <laughs> Oh, I'm not. Okay, well, good. I'm glad you're not. I'm not talking to you. The guys that are running the illegal charters know exactly who I'm talking about. They're pooping in their pants right now because we're pulling down their blanket and we're revealing them and they're going to be pissed and they're going to make some lame ass comments. And that's, I don't care. I don't have a, I don't have a horse in this race. I could care less if you run illegal charters. I don't care. I'm trying to help the people that are going to pay the money to go on your pile of poo boat and go out with a, a pirate. That's what we call you guys. You're pirates. Those guys that run illegal charters. First thing you want to ask them. When you're calling these scumbags up. And you want to know. Hey. What landing do you run out of? Boop, 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 boop. Red lights are blue. Oh. We don't. We, we pick you up at the fuel dock. Or we pick you up on the pier. Boop, boop. Red light should be flashing like crazy. You should be on your, you should be going, holy, there's one. 
Dave was talking about them. Gang, share this with all your friends. Share this with everybody. I'm just trying to let you know because I get asked this question by a lot of our members all the time. And when I break it all down and explain it all to them, they go, oh, huh, I had no idea. Well, I know. And that's, I knew this was going to, it's going to rock the industry right now. It's going to rock the industry. I'm just telling you. But I have a lot of the uh, my friends that are sick and tired of seeing these illegal charter boats. Hey, Sonny, I see you there. Illegal charter boat operators running these trips. And we're all tired of it. We're all, it's a bad, horrible, scummy look for the industry. It's a horrible, scummy look for those of us that have to charge you what it costs and we can't undercut and we can't bring it down because we're running, we're running legal. We're paying all the fees, all the services. The landing operators get a percentage of what we make per day, but they carry all the liability insurance, gang. If you're going, think about this. If they tell you there's nowhere for you to park, and you have to park in some other parking lot. That's an illegal charter. Yep. And now you're walking from the parking lot down the launch ramp and you trip and fall and bust your knee. The guy that's bringing on that legal charter better own a bunch of stuff because you're going to, the only way you're going to get anything is going to be to sue him. I'm I know. This is so wrong for you to expose them, Dave. Well, I'm just telling you. And a lot of these guys are telling you, oh, I'm running out of this landing. I'm running out of that landing. Well, then if you're chartering, I want to be picked up at that landing. Don't tell me you're running out of Fisherman's Landing, but you want to pick me up at the Shelter Island launch ramp. You're full of crap. You're a liar and you're running illegal charters. Sorry. And why are they picking up over there? Another thing, because if they picked up on the dock that they say they're picking up, then they'll have to pay their percentage to the landing owner. And they don't, they, they can't afford to pay the percentage anymore because of the price of fuel. So they're trying to get around that by picking you up over at the launch ramp. And remember the minute they pick you up at the launch ramp, there's no more insurance. Holy Christ. With what goes on today and what just happened up at the Channel Islands the other day on that boat, gang, you want to make sure you're going on a... And I didn't say that boat was running illegal charters. That's not what I'm saying. He was totally legal. But that's how quick bad stuff can happen. It can happen just like that. And you're going to have yourself exposed because you didn't want to pay the other 300 bucks to go on a non-illegal charter? Gang, that's ridiculous. Don't ever, don't pander to these people that are running illegal charters. If you don't know, my number is 949-374-0786. And if you don't know if the group's legal or not, and you don't understand what I'm telling you right here, then give me a call and I will totally help you. We can expose all of these scumbag pirates that are taking you out there and putting your life and your livelihood and, and all the guys that do it legally livelihoods. It's a Christ. It's absolutely, absolutely, absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's, I'm sorry. I knew I was going to get into this today because it's been eating away at me for over a week. And gang, it is the absolute truth. And if they're telling you to come on down and, uh, don't park in the parking lot where the boat is. We'll park you over at this other parking lot. I'll walk you over. We'll pick you up on the launch ramp. That's all. That's because it's illegal, gang, and they're shady, shady, shady. Remember, when they tell you they run out of a landing, that means they pick up at that landing, okay? So be careful. They're picking up at that landing because... That's the legal way. If they're not picking up at the landing, they're running illegal charters. So I'm just trying to help you. You do whatever you want. You guys make as many comments as you want. Tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. That's okay. And if somebody's got permission to run off the lawn tramps, 
That'd be the first time in the history of the United States, but that's okay. I've been wrong before and I'll be wrong again. But then ask them, can I see your captain's license? Can I see your commercial? Here, this is one that'll stop them dead in their tracks. Can I see your commercial passenger fishing license, please? Commercial passenger fishing vessel license. May we see that before we go out? Because if they don't have that, they're not legal. And they have to fill out a log before they leave every morning. And they have to finish it at the end of the day and tell them what they caught, where they caught it, how they caught it. All those things matter. And we're going to bring in my good buddy, um, Sonny, here in a few minutes. And he's a legal licensed guide. Here's another thing that there's a lot of people now that are copycats of me. I was the original saltwater guide in Southern California. No one had ever done it before. If they did, they didn't tell anybody and they weren't advertising anywhere. So I'm not sure. But I was the original. I was the first. They made this guide license just for me because of me. They, there was no guide license before. I'm the one that ruined it for all of you. You can you can put look the history right back to your saltwater guide. I'm the guy that ruined it for everybody. Now you must have a saltwater guide license to take people fishing on their boat. I'm not talking about a passenger boat. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when Sonny gets on somebody else's boat and goes fishing with them. By law, he has to have a guide license. Let's bring Sonny in right now. Hey, buddy. What's going on, Dave? How you doing? Good. We're just pulling down some covers of some pirates in the industry right now. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a it's a booming business right now. Unfortunately, I see it a lot, man. I see it a lot. You hit it right on the head. A lot of these guys are taking picking picking people up at the uh, at the launch ramps, and you hit it right on the head. And it is it's aggravating for everybody doing it right. So I I share that frustration level with you for sure, for sure. And gang, Sunny ran charter boats, sport boats for a long time. He's talking about taking food out of his child's mouth, these pirate scumbags that are running these illegal charters. And somebody's going to get hurt. The people probably get hurt all the time, but there's no, there's nothing for them to do if they do get hurt, which is pretty sad. And they don't have all the safety equipment on these boats. They don't have the permits, but we could talk about that one until we're blue in the face, but you got some cool stuff to talk about. You had a great weekend fishing with some of our friends, right? Yeah, it was a good weekend. Really good weekend. Had a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Took uh, weather was good. Took uh, Gary and his buddies out, and uh, they had never. They wanted to do the catch your own bait and and uh, catch your own fish with the bait that you catch. Which that's it doesn't it just doesn't get any better than that. You know, being able to go out there and and find where the bait is that these fish are keyed on, and being able to get the lights out there and. Uh, set up proper on it just a lot goes into it and these guys that was their main focus they wanted to load their uh, boat for the first time ever with a, a tank full of squid and that was their main goal and we went out and we were able to get that done for them and it was uh it was pretty fun watching these guys they were dancing and hooting and hollering like they had just caught a you know a 60 pound white sea bass and uh they were having a great time making the bait and um they had a, a small idea about it but uh we made a little game plan before we left the harbor, and it it executed exactly how uh, exactly how I saw it happen. And we got we got to the first spot where I thought the squid would be, and it was there. And I brought the light. He didn't have a light with him. He didn't have the net with him. But uh, I always offer that if you guys don't have it, I will bring one there for you and uh, and show you how to do it. But now he's he's all dialed in, so he ordered the same light and the same net. And yeah, we had a great time, man. We uh. We set up there at night and we're able to get a full float for the guys. The, the stuff came up high and dry and we netted them. We were jigging them. We did, we didn't need to jig them, but I wanted, I wanted them to, to feel, to, to know how it felt to also jig them so they could do it both ways. And it was about 10 minutes until these guys were just doing it on their own. And I was able to sit back and watch them do it. And it was, it was a hoot, man. It was a hoot. And then uh, after that, we went out to the outer Island there, went out to Santa Rosa they wanted to look for the sea bass, so we gave it a really good effort on that sea bass there. Uh, we were able to get one bite on the sea bass, got it about three quarters of the way up there, and uh, it just it, it didn't stick. So it could have been – I thought it was a sea bass. It's what it looked like on the meter. It's what it looked like uh, how we set up on them. 
But of course, unfortunately, that one didn't make it on the boat. But we were able to put him on some great halibut fishing. Um, personal best halibut for for pretty much everyone on the boat there. They were all super excited on the trip. I had a great time. It was it was a blast. It was a blast. How cool is that? So you went with them on their own personal boat and taught them how to fish on their boat? Yep. Taught them how to fish on their boat, anchored up on their boat. They were pretty familiar with anchoring and stuff and how to do it. I just kind of showed them how to do it on a squid bed. Um, it's a little different, you know, you know, um, just right. a little different being able to get the boat right over the nest and not just on the scratchy stuff, you know, take your time and really know what to look for and how to find that squid bed. Uh, I saw it on your video. You gave a really good explanation on how to do it. And um, it's, it's that exact same way. And then I just kind of showed them on how to anchor on it. And yeah, they did, they did it all. They did it all. Once I showed them, it took me about 30 minutes to show them. That was about it. And then they were super confident and they were running the nets themselves and snagging them themselves. I showed them the proper method to get them off the snaggers. So you don't have to grab each individual one and, proper way how to grab the squid so it didn't it didn't uh bite them or we call it beak them it didn't you know it, it doesn't cause blood or anything but if you've ever seen anyone um, <laughs> that's not familiar with grabbing a squid and you ever seen anyone get 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 beaked or get bit by one it's it's pretty funny it's, it's so, it yeah. scares the heck out of them boy. yeah it's really scares them and then they, they you know they take the bait and they sh- flip it off and there goes the bait onto the end of the water it's 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 funny but once i showed them on how to how to pretty much, you know, cover their tentacles with the pinky and the ring finger, little technique. You just close the tentacles so they're not able to get that beak on you. They were, right. you know, they had it. They were up and running. They had a great time, man. I had a great time. It was just one of those trips where kind of stuff came together. And, you know, we still had to work for our fish. It was still, it wasn't by any means wide open. But like you say, uh, that's when you learn the most is when, stuff isn't going right right away as far as the fishing the bait making that was easy that went right uh, right away but the fishing was a little tougher but we worked at it and uh we put some great fish on the boat for these guys these guys were super excited and we're already talking about booking a couple more trips and gang if you don't know what we're talking about myself sunny we have another gentleman that works with us justin and then we had another gentleman that was working with us named leo who now one of our members has decided that he wants Leo to work for no one but him. And it happens. That's what happens when you get one of us on your boat. You're just like, wait a minute. This is too cool. And you got Sonny on your boat and he's going to teach you how magical the Channel Islands are. We were willing to go with you guys on your boats and teach you how to fish. And I know you already all know how, but it's just cool to have an expert or a professional come with you on your boat and teach you how to do the things that we do on a daily basis that really until I started doing this for a living, we kind of just took all everyone in the industry. We just took it for granted. We knew what we were doing, but then to take all the skill set that we learned and then go with these guys on their boats. And this is the thing that Sonny's learning is it's about the teaching. It's not about the catching. If you guys want to go catch a bunch of fish, we could take you to a spot. You'll catch more fish than you've ever caught before in your life. You're not going to learn a thing though. And you're paying us a bunch of money to teach you not to catch. If you want to catch, get on a charter boat and go fishing. You want to learn? Look at son. You were talking how excited they were just catching bait. Yeah. Yeah. Because, gang, if you can catch your own squid, you've just cracked half the code or maybe three quarters of the code. Because now you're able to go out there and catch your own bait. That's a big deal, especially at the Channel Islands, because there's no one up there selling squid. Yeah. So it's it's a big deal. And then when you t- said you guys went looking for sea bass and you didn't find any, that was probably better for them than going right to the first spot and catching them. Because now you got to pick apart all those beaches at the island and teach. talk a little bit about picking the beaches apart. So somebody that's thinking about, oh, I w- I'm tired of figuring this out on my own. Maybe they'll take you with them, Sonny. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. This uh, this halibut fishing up here is like Dave's saying, as far as picking apart the beaches, um, you're looking for the proper condition on that beach. You can't just pull up to any beach and, uh, and fish it and expect to catch. You're looking for the proper conditions and uh, um, proper bait there. And you have to know what depth exactly, too. These fish, when you typically for halibut, when you find a fish in a certain zone, typically you're going to find the rest of the fish in that depth. When these fish decide to choose a depth, it's typically 
for us at least, it's around the same depth. So, you know, if you do go out there and you do try it on your own and you happen to stumble across a depth where you're finding fish, remember that. Remember that depth. Don't go, don't leave that depth, you know. Um, that's pretty much um, key to yeah, finding more fish after you find that first fish. When, when those when those halibuts settle in, like right now, I'll give you a little tip. Right now, they were in the 20, 20 foot and less range. Right now, we're finding this stuff out in the 30 and the 50 foot range. So that's just a, a quick little tip to kind of um, rule out some water. It's not to say that they're not going to be in there. But the majority of the stuff, we're fishing it every day. So the majority of the stuff we're finding that deeper water. Um, but like Dave said, there's tons of beaches, front side, back side. You got to look for water clarity. You got to look for the bait. Um, and also take into consideration your drift. Uh, your drift is a huge part of it. If you're drifting straight off the beach, um, typically for us, that's not the way you want to drift. You don't want to drift straight into the beach as well. You kind of want to find a drift where you're going to run parallel so you can pick your depth, set your boat up, up current properly and get that maximum drift line on that depth that you're looking. It's just pieces of the puzzle, pieces of the puzzle and you're putting it all together. You know, like Dave said, it's, it's a, it's a fast track. When you take me on your boat, you're going to fast track to your success. Now you may not have instant success. We may not catch right then and there, but you're going to learn on what you can do next time. And the time after that, that's going to make you more successful. Um, whatever knowledge I have, current fishing, um, you're going to be able to tap into that if you take me on your own boat. It's not just going to be for that day. It's not just going to be for that, for that session. Um, I offer this. Dave has been incredible to me and my family. And I offer this for, for any, of, uh, any of you guys, any of his clients. You guys can call me morning, noon, and night. Hey, if I don't answer it, I'm going to text you back. Give me a text. I just fixed a, a, a trouble shot, a problem for a, another one of Dave's clients, and he was having some troubles with his autopilot. And he called me, and he, he was. Uh, we were able between me and him, we were able to figure it out and uh, get that done. So you don't just get me for the day. You get my knowledge on boats, on fishing. Uh, weather, anything like that. You you go through Captain Dave, your saltwater guide uh, website, and you got me. You know that that's just what I offer for you. And that is a spectacular thing that Sonny's doing for the people up there in the Channel Islands because we didn't really have anybody. I mean, I was doing the very best I could to put it together. Now on our game plans on Thursday, we're getting our game plans straight from Sonny's mouth and he, what he's doing is he's telling you if he was with you on his on your boat these are the places that he would pick apart starting out where the squid is and then start going hey I'm going to fish this beach that beach going to fish here for that there for this and he breaks it apart and then he also offers give him a call and if you're going out on your boat it's not going to hurt his feelings that you called him and said hey I can't afford you at this time I'm going to still try to figure this out on my own Sonny's going to put you in the right direction. That's We're here, just like my website, for a whopping $9.99 a month. We're giving you everything you could possibly do to be successful. Now, if you want some spots and you want the game plans, you're going to have to pay a little bit of extra. If you want Sonny to come with you on your boat, you're going to have to pay a little extra. But these are all things that we do that sets us apart from everybody else in the industry. We're a different animal. We're a way different animal and we're super accessible. If you go look at any of the other websites out there, try to find the owner's phone number first. <laughs> Good luck. And then see if and then if you do get lucky and you find his number, call him up and let me know if he answers your phone. I got so many people on here that are members right now, Sonny, that are leaving messages up here that all call us all the time and we talk to everybody and we talk to you when you're on the water even. Gang, I want you to understand. Up there at the Channel Islands, it's a super weather-based fishery. So to pick the days in between the weather is crucial. And if you're not on Sonny's calendar, but you're thinking, I want to learn how to fish the Channel Islands, I would give Sonny a call today and try to pick his brain and see what days he has open. Or if you want to go figure it out on your own, we have plenty of videos on our website that will help you get in that direction. But if you or having a problem using your fish finder, if you're having a problem with your bait system, if you're having a problem figuring out how to anchor, any of those things, 
or if you just want confidence in what you're doing, take Sonny with you on your boat, right? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Like 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 Dave said, like I said, it's a having me on your boat is gonna fat. It's gonna fast track you. It's gonna fast track your 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 current success and your and your future success. Save yourself a little fuel. Save yourself a little guesswork, and uh, let let me just show you how it's done. I, I mean, I've done it. I've done it almost my whole life up here, and this this has been my backyard. So if, if you want to know, let me know. There's Sonny's uh, number. We just flash it up on YouTube and, and uh, Facebook. His number's right there. I'm just telling you, gang, you want to get in his calendar. This summer is going away. We're already halfway through June, and he's booked up through June. He's got some time in July, but it's still going to be weather-based. So you want to get in on the calendar so that he can start to handpick those days where he can take you out. And it might be three weeks from now you booked him, and you guys will have 15 phone calls between each other before then. One thing we we promise you guys is we're not going to let you waste your money buying crap that isn't going to work. We don't want you to go to a tackle store or go anywhere and buy stuff until you've talked to one of us, and we let you know how we're – because we fish <laughs> – we fish different than your aunt's sister's uncle. We don't fish the way they do. So we don't want you to buy what you're especially if you're going to try to fish for what we're telling you to go fish for. I mean, how crucial is it for those guys that went with you to have your life and your dad and your dog yeah, to no, shut up? Yeah, because they, I, I let them know which one, you know, which one to get. I let them know. And I'm sorry if you guys hear my dog in the background. I apologize for that. I got a little, uh, my hunting dog back there, he must have saw a bird in the front yard or something. <laughs> but um, yeah, I told them which ones to order and, and they had a little troubles getting it on time, you know, and I let them know, no problem. I, I got it covered for you. And they bought the same exact one that uh, I used. So it was cool for them to see what they bought working. You know, it validated instantly. Gary said, hey, you know, it was, that, that was excellent. You know, I'm glad that you told us to buy this one. I see it working and uh, now we have what's going to work. So yeah, it was, it worked out, man. It was a, just a real fun trip. Just a real fun trip. We had a good time, a lot of laughs and it was just all in all, just one of those trips where stuff came together and it all worked out and they, they learned a, a whole heck of a lot of stuff. And about 20 minutes after I'd left their boat, they were texting me, Oh, thank you. This, you know, thank you for teaching us this. We had a great time. And when can we go again? So it's a, uh, like Dave said, even if you know how to fish, sometimes he hit it right on the head. Just the confidence, the confidence of bringing someone out that you know is going to not let you make a wrong turn or not let you make a wrong move or is going to, you know, I'm going to I'm going to show you the stuff to do and I'm going to show you the stuff to not do. It goes both ways, you know. So give me a call. You got my number right there. Dave put it up. I'd love to take you guys out. Like Dave said, June's pretty much booked. July's slowly booking away here. So if you guys want to get on the books, give me a call. You got the number right there. And and I see a little message up there. The bluefin in the Channel Islands yesterday. Who knew? And, yeah, there was some bluefin caught. There was some bluefin caught yesterday, guys, uh, from boats on the anchor. It is a confirmed. It is confirmation. It is in our outer islands here. And it is, you know, doable from uh, – from Ventura, uh, Santa Barbara, and Channel Islands Harbor here. We'll see if that stuff settles in, but it's definitely confirmed. Um, two sport boats, while they were rock fishing outside, saw some stuff on the inside and came in and got a few. So it is confirmed. I saw that message at the top of the screen. I just wanted to address it real quick. Yeah. it's Well, that's back. I mean, that's so cool that you just said that because that's what you get with us. Sonny's connected up there to Channel Islands. He has the guy's phone numbers that run the landings. He has the guy's phone numbers that run the sport boats. He has the guy's numbers that run the, the little charter boats up there. He gets to call those people. They all talk to him. That's the kind of stuff you get when you bring one of us with you on your boat. You get inside. Jim Buchanan's on here. He just hired Leo full time because he went out with Leo and the, the camaraderie that and the code group that we have accumulated for all the years of doing this, Sonny, and and you and I and Leo and Justin, we know so many people in the industry. We take the curve out of it so quick for you guys. You can't even comprehend. So hit up Sonny. 
Thank you all for watching the show today. I told Sonny I'll have him for about 10 minutes. He's got a whole family going on. He's at the dock today. So we're going to let you get back to your family. I'm going to get off of here, gang. Thank you, Sonny, for your time. Have a great afternoon. We'll talk to you next time. See you, bud. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you for everything, guys. Thank you for everything. Gang, check this out. Your saltwater guy, do not not go to my website. Do not not get hooked up. Yes, originally from Vegas. Yes, he is. But he's, that's just because that's where his phone's from. But he lives in the Channel Islands. That's where he lives. Gang, go to my website, yoursaltwaterguide.com. If any of this stuff made sense, if you're just tired of sucking at fishing and you want to be better at fishing, grab that QR code, go to my website, get on there, check out all the cool videos. If you are afraid to get on the website and you're afraid to put your credit card in, and I understand, call me, 949-374-0786. And those of you that are running illegal charters and you don't think they're illegal and you're pissed off right now because of what I said, call me. I'm not afraid. I'll answer the phone. I'll talk to all of you. One more time, Sonny. Let them know they can call you. Why your Why is your phone number in Las Vegas? Well, I was born in California, and then when I was one day old, I moved to Las Vegas and then lived in Las Vegas till I was about 18, 19, and then I left and started fishing up here from 19 and got about 20 years of experience out here. But yeah, I did live in Vegas for a little while. And, yep. and when we get our phone number and it's established, the last thing, the scariest thing for guys in business is to change your phone number. Yep. That's yeah. the, I just I just never changed it, and uh, sometimes I get some phone calls from some, some old stuff back in Vegas. I don't necessarily want to talk to, but uh, <laughs> but that's a different story for a different time. But yeah, I just I never changed it. Um, when I moved out here, I started making all my contacts, and like Dave said, I once you get those contacts, you do not want to lose them. Everyone just got used to that number, and that's the number I got. So there you go, gang. He does not live in Las Vegas. Now you know. No. We don't want to change our number. All right, gang. We're both leaving this time. Bye, Sonny. Bye, everybody. I'll see you all tomorrow. Have a good one, guys. Be kind to each other. Turn off the news. They're all lying. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.